everybody. We are back with The High Ground, brought to you by Silent Podcast, where you're anything but silent. I am your host, Katie, and I am here with my co-hosts, Naomi and Isaiah. We are back to discuss season three, the premiere of The Mandalorian. Naomi, how are you today? Um, I'm so great. You know, my droid is ready, and I'm, I'm here to have a great time. Amazing. Isaiah, how are you? I'm, I'm good. We get to talk to each other. How exciting. Yeah, isn't it? Next week is going to be even more. It's I crazy. Know. No, but um, no, nah, I'm, I'm having a good time. I watched the episode like an hour ago, and it feels good to be back with my Star Wars peeps. You know, it's, uh, I haven't watched Star Wars in a little bit. I've been in my Marvel wave, so mm. this, was, this was a good refresher mm. for me. I'm so That's glad great. you remember us. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you remember us too. Yeah. Uh, you didn't lose us in the in the Marvel in the Marvel Please. world. We're still here. Um, I'm excited to be back. I feel like it's been a really long time uh, since I've seen an episode proper of The Mandalorian, not including Book of Boba Fett. I will say, and Isaiah, I don't know if you ended up watching Andor or not. I know you didn't join us on the podcast, but I felt the lack of Andor watching this episode. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I felt it. I felt it big time. Naomi, did I you didn't watch. I didn't oh, watch you didn't either, watch by the way. Go ahead. You I tried. Watch I it. got bored. I got bored. Wait, I got oh my God. I'm going to boot Isaiah from the, the stream right here. No, I'm I know. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Actually, you know what was funny? I just at, at work the other day, my co- I walked over to my coworkers and, and our, our CEO, it's a small company, but our boss is like, well, thanks a lot, Matt. And I go, what? And he, he goes, well, he said he watched Andor. So I was talking about the end of Rogue One, but he hasn't seen Rogue One. <laughs> So my boss got spoiled on Rogue oh, One. Oh, no. He, he was watching Andor. I thought that was so funny. Um, Andor is a masterpiece. It just holds up more and more the more I think about it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's I, I don't think it's like a super divisive hot take. But I think that comparatively, The Mandalorian just doesn't stack up anymore compared to Andor. Yeah, I think, you know, for for me specifically, The Mandalorian has never really been my favorite of the Star Wars shows, even before Andor. I almost think I liked Obi-Wan a little better than The Mandalorian. There's something about The Mandalorian and the way they tell the story that just like doesn't always hit for me. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I have fun with the show. I think it's a good show. It's entertaining. But for me, I feel like the episodes are a little too short and a lot of the episodes don't really go anywhere to further the story and when you only have a season of eight episodes and the episodes themselves are like 22 minutes long if you don't include the credits and the recaps like i want to move forward a little bit more than we do rather than cramming everything in the last few episodes so i've i've preferred some of the more story driven shows versus like these episodic shows of the mandalorian but that being said it's star wars and i enjoy it and i have fun watching it and i'm happy that it's back um Real quick, so main character, this is my refresher podcast, Dean, yep. right? Yep. So um, I feel like it's definitely because since he is our main character, his delivery is very dry, you know, like he's like a very like, I'm not going to call him emotionless, but like he doesn't show much emotion. So I feel like that vibe carries on throughout the fans while we're watching. Personally, yeah. I, I enjoy The Mandalorian, not for the character interactions, but for the world building, since he is like traveling planet by planet, I feel like. Um, it gives a good insight on like the world of Star Wars and the adventure portion and um, it's not carried by like even though Grogu is you know going to be a Jedi eventually like it's not carried by like the force and Jedis and all that stuff it's like it's showing like the other part of Star Wars you know so it's interesting in that aspect but the story especially with this episode I mean it's kind of just like 
I'm not gonna call it a snooze fest, but it's like, eh, okay, like you know, I'm I'm kind of ready to get to the next one. Yeah. Um, I feel like they should drop episodes in like groups instead of just like one episode a week personally but that's just me that's i think i agree with you i think and that's what bothers me because i think first of all isaiah if you like the world building and you like the traveling and all the different planets you should absolutely watch Andor um because i feel like they have done a, a better job of building the world of star wars than almost any other star wars media out there so if you like that you would really like the show but mm-hmm. um i think that's what bugs me is that these episodes feel so self-contained sometimes and they're short and they just a lot of them just feel like filler and this also felt like filler for a show that we haven't seen properly on its own in two years it just feels like i expected a little more from this episode that we didn't really get and you know me i'm so annoying about uh storytelling and structure and scripts um and you know, I actually, so I just, I saw Ant-Man and, uh, I saw Ant-Man Quantumania the other day. And both of these pieces of content left me feeling the same, which is like, all right, I bet whatever happens in the next one is interesting. Yeah. And I feel like that's a shame, especially considering that this had a giant water lizard attack. Uh, I still was left thinking, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen next time. And I think that's yeah. the that it's like this episode itself was not compelling Partially because I think we almost have to, it's like walking into like Spanish like 201 where it's like, all right, we're going to have to learn how to conjugate verbs now. And that's not fun. It versus like when you're younger and you're like, oh, I got to learn all these crazy words for clothing. Yeah. It's just not as fun because I think there's not as much fun to be had than the first two seasons of, of what their storylines were. We're emotional for that part. Yeah. Better. I mean, that, I think that's, oh, go ahead, Katie. No, you go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think that's kind of the risk with uh, doing these types of shows uh, that are based in the past. Um, it's like a lot of there's not much you can do because you don't want to do some huge astronomical like storyline that affects the future because like the future's already happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did notice that like they try to set something up at the very beginning with like the robot um, and they kind of brought it back later in this episode where like he's trying to kill Jedi and his original program. There's obviously something there. I feel like there's going to be like some focus on some past event or something, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm 50, 50. Like I'm, I'm optimistic about the season so far. We'll see. Yeah, I think, what I was going to say before is that water lizard attack, I have a lot to say about it, but it was giving me running through the forest in Obi-Wan's like first or second episode, whatever episode that was. And I have a lot to say about these Mandal- <laughs> this whole crew of Mandalorians that did not know what they were doing. But we'll get, let's jump into the episode specifically. The, the episode is called uh, Chapter 17. It's called The Apostate. I looked up the definition. Uh, a person who renounces a religious or political belief or principle. Um, he didn't renounce it. He was kicked out basically yeah he is like he yeah he is actively pursuing getting back into the fold yes like unreasonably so yeah you you would think that if your country's on you know if your home planet's on fire and you never were hanging out with this group anyway who cares what they say about you right move on find self-value you know if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love anybody else yeah (laughs) Doesn't it feel good to take that mask off, Pedro Pascal? Don't don't you want to let us see your face? We want to see your. I want to see your face. Like just show us your face. Leave these people behind. I can't wear a beanie for more than thirty minutes without my head getting itchy. You're telling me this man never takes his mask off? I don't understand. Like it just loses. It breaks my brain if I think about it too much. Yes, same. 
Um, we did get a recap of the last season, and we got like a smidge of Book of Boba Fett, kind of. But for anyone who didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett, which I think is a lot of people because no one cared about that show, halfway through the show, it basically became The Mandalorian season 2.5. I think there were like two and a half, two episodes maybe that were full Mandalorian episodes for the most part. And then like, you know, he was sprinkled throughout and Grogu came back. Like if you finished watching season two of The Mandalorian, the last thing you saw was Luke Skywalker take Grogu to go train to be a Jedi. Grogu's back in this episode and it is completely unexplained and they don't explain it in the recap either. And I'm so confused at this storytelling choice because it happened in a completely different show. It wasn't yeah. like the Mandalorian comma like Book of Boba Fett story. It was like completely separate. It was not told to us that it was tied to the Mandalorian in any way. Well, see, I'm so I'm an extreme Star Wars casual, right? But like I was just lucky enough to just watch Boba Fett, right? I feel mm -hmm. bad for anyone who's like, I don't need to watch this. Like, you know, I'm just here for the Mandalorian. And then you get back into the show, you're like, what the hell? Because yeah. I, I agree with you, watching Boba Fett, it was literally like the first half was about Boba Fett and I was into it. And I mean, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it has its problems because the Mandalorian comes in and it just kind of like hijacked the series for the rest of the show. And it, it really is just like another season. So like, I don't know if, I wasn't sure if like it was like a fan knowledge thing that like all right you need to watch this this and this like i don't know because it's like I'm, i was scared coming in here like all right did i need to watch andor to understand like no. the Mandalorian? you know what i'm saying so i, I you know i didn't know yeah and um, i think having such a barrier of entry like that's what keeps me away from marvel because there's i was never into it back when it all first started and the movies first started and then the show started. I'm so out of it that it's like impossible for me to get into it because there's so much media to consume and everything is intertwined with each other. And I feel like Star Wars has done a good job of not doing that. And now I feel like they're getting into that a little bit. And I just don't think that works for Star Wars the same way that it works for Marvel. Sorry, Naomi, go So ahead. one of my favorite podcasts of all time, it's called Blank Check with Griffin and David and my friends, Griffin and David started the podcast originally as this idea of what if we only watched episodes one, two, three, as if four, five, six did not exist, right? Mm -hmm. How do these properties and this story, how do they stand on its own without the earlier information? And then you get shit like, who's Yoda? Who's Chewbacca? Chewbacca survived a war? Like all these things where you're like, this makes no sense. Um, and I think that's kind of what Mandalorian has done here, which is like, yeah, you you watch that. Nobody ever said in their life that it was necessary viewing for somebody to watch Book of Boba Fett in order to watch The Mandalorian. But, you know, they're like, yeah, you nerd, you watch that shit, right? All right, well, we don't have to go over it, which is crazy because I don't remember any of it because it was so boring that I forgot all of it. So I'm yeah. just a little frustrated. Uh, also, I have a big gripe to start out with. How does his how does his spaceship work? Like Grogu pops up in it, but then we see Yeah, I would like to know that too. The seat mm -hmm. is just the seat. So how is Grogu? Yeah, like how did he get out, out of the top and get back in? Like back I don't into know. The I'm cockpit. I don't understand it. And frankly, I think that they need to demonstrate it way more. I can't even get like into the front seat of a minivan sometimes, <laughs> like from the back. So how how is this guy doing this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I don't it's even remember, like, did he get this ship in the Mandalorian season three or did he get it in Book of Boba Fett? Because I feel like 
mod what's going on yeah like i i don't remember which show that even took place and i think it might have been book of boba fett i think he got the ship yeah he got the ship in boba fett so it's like you the show opens with the armorer making armor for some little kid mandalorian who i i thought this was a flashback by the way they totally got me until we saw the uh din and grogu come in with this brand new ship that i i assumed that this was him getting like indoctrinated into this village or cult or sect or whatever we want to call them um but no it's just a random little kid that we don't know anything about that's we spent time on got a cute baby blue helmet though um i did want to ask you guys before we get too into it if i liked the color scheme here and then it's like you look outside and you see everybody that kind of looks like a bunch of cosplayers at comic-con dressed up as mandalorian outside what color would your armor be if you were a mandalorian if you could choose what would you pick? Like, what would your color scheme be? Um, maybe I would do like the oh, you're going red, red, black, white. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, red, black, white is cool. Yeah. I would go like the ugly colors I painted my bedroom in middle school, which is like kind of purple, teal, and lime green. Because so I think that's just the absolute wow. ugliest looking combo you could possibly choose. Um. And then everyone would know it was me. Although, really, I'd probably be like, just like my iPhone, I'd be like a basic, like, rose gold bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I would probably do like some black and like silver or black and gold combo. I just, like, I, I would love to pick another thing, combo. but like, so much Maybe of my. Like, such a pop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So much of my wardrobe is black already anyway. So I would have to keep it like true to myself, but. Mm. Um, I did think that the baby blue helmet was cool. It seemed like it was mini, and then they put it on the kid's head. I was like, no way this helmet's fitting on this kid's head. But it did go right over it, so okay. Well, my, my boyfriend and I had a debate. Like, so is it a kid-sized helmet? And as he gets older, are they going to make him a new one? Right. Or is that have to take the helmet off to put the new bobblehead? And It yeah, looked like, tiny when putting it yeah, on his head. It did. Interesting. I thought yeah. they were gonna put it on Grogu. I thought it. I I wasn't understanding the perspective of it. I thought it was a really tiny mm. baby Yoda helmet. That's what I oh, that would be cute. Him. That would be. Cute. I I do want to say uh, because I know you don't watch Marvel, Katie. As a as a Disney Plus extraordinaire myself, mm-hmm. um, I will say I feel like Star Wars gets the biggest budget out of any of these shows <laughs> because like, yeah. like they really put True. money into like the star wars franchise because like marvel has been like half-assed for like the past couple like months um in even like the original movies like i watched pinocchio and that was so bad by the way uh but <laughs> the like, new one yeah the graphics were so bad like like star wars I they actually like happened they take their time. Like I'll, I'll give them their credit with that too. Like they actually care over here. So, well, I think the thing with Star Wars and what got me here is because this is shot in front of. Remind me what it's called. Name is it the volume screen or something? It's yeah, like the all volume. shot in front of one yeah. screen. screen. Most yeah. of it. Some of it's on uh, on location, but it's like this new technology instead of a green screen, and. Andor was not shot in front of that screen and Andor really looked big budget. Like if you think this looks big budget, Andor really looked big budget. Like it looked like movie budget. Mm-hmm. And this just taking us back into this volume screen of like Obi-Wan was the same thing. It just kind of makes it all feel a little same samey as like Book of Boba Fett, uh, uh, Obi-Wan, the three seasons of The Mandalorian. It was just really nice to see something different with Andor. And then as soon as we came back to this, I was like, 
Oh yeah, we're back on the screen. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think th that's such a great point. And as we know, like the the men who made um, Andor were responsible for a lot of Rogue One, and and um, yeah. I did rewatch Rogue One a little bit, and it just looks so good. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that they didn't want to backtrack on yeah. the visuals they had established, but also like I I find that the volume and the sets that Disney does build for these shows are so much less gritty than the shows than, yeah. than Andor. And even to an extent, Obi-Wan I thought was a little bit grittier mm -hmm. um, because you know what? I don't mind that these are the lighthearted, fun little romps through a planet uh, that they should be. But I also feel like it should be like a, like a Saturday cartoon, you know, every episode of SpongeBob ends with like a message. Every episode of Steven, Un you know, I love Steven universe nerd alert and i think that that's a show where like you can have really fun interesting episodes that don't have a lot to do with the plot but also have really deep intricate lore and plot details and every episode still feels like you just went on a little adventure and mm -hmm. i felt like this episode did not have a lot of adventure despite as mm -hmm. i said a giant lizard blowing up yeah <clears throat> yeah i agree with you i think you know, Dave Filoni, if you watch the animated Star Wars shows, if you watch the Clone Wars, if you watch the Bad Batch, if you watched Rebels, he loves hijinks and he loves just like throwing in a bunch of hijinks in between story. And I feel like he's definitely doing that with The Mandalorian. And I don't think it's a problem, but when you only have eight episodes, it just feels like it's almost wasted time. Like we're not having 30 episodes a season or whatever, like the Clone Wars had. So it just feels like a little, mm, but you're right. I I don't know. I didn't mind the, the pirate ship scene but like we'll talk about that when we get there I, it was entertaining i think it just felt like a lot of setup um but yeah at first i definitely thought this was a set a, a flashback um but we see this kid getting sworn into this sect um i think they're calling well bo katan calls them children of the watch i don't know if that's actually what they're called but um the basically the the words that this kid says are i swear on my name and the names of the ancestors that i shall walk the way of the mandalore and the words of the creed shall forever be forged in my heart this is the way from this moment on i shall never remove my helmet what is the big deal about the helmet like why are we even putting it in like the swearing in of the, why do they care are we do you think we're gonna get an explanation of why this is such a big deal this season because like i don't really get it right now i mean in my mind they probably it's like some sort of religious thing or something maybe that like they have to wear it i don't know that was always my head feeling with it it just feels so strange especially because he's din Djarin has met obviously bo -Katan, and she said like this is an extremist group that you're a part of and nobody believes this and uh he's met boba fett and boba fett didn't have a mask on the whole time either so like clearly there's other mandalorian mandalorians out there that you can be part of instead of being part of this like weirdo cultish <laughs> religiony i don't know it's just is like just be friends with them instead it's fine it's fine yeah they don't even like you a great comment which is the helmet thing got me doubt in the way yeah I like agree, is but... this the way just putting the helmet on is that the way is that what you're trying to tell me right and so if we're looking at what is like an ex insane extremist group i feel like frankly they're not extreme enough if their whole thing <laughs> is just keep your hat on okay but yeah. like you know we see often as we saw again in andor where there would be extremist groups like saw guerrera yeah. or um luthan they had very extremist views. It was I mean, either they're literal know, terrorists, to, like literal terrorists were willing to sacrifice people had very core mandates to their operate, like their political beliefs. 
And if you're telling me that this, like, Bo-Katan is like, oh, they're a cult. But when I look at them, I just go like, yeah, they've got some traditions. they got some routines. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything kind of out of control. I would much rather have either the cult explained further or there be more mystery. Are they sinister? Like, because right. we're seeing a main character who wants to support these beliefs and wants to go back into the fold and, and dive deeper into them. We should know as an audience whether or not that's a good idea. Frankly, I don't really care if he does it or not. Yeah. Um, but if he's like choosing religious extremism, I want to root against that, I guess, you know? <laughs> I'm hoping that with this spiritual journey back to the poisoned and ravaged minds of Mandalore that we actually find out more about where this sect of Mandalore or the Mandalorians came from. If you guys watched the Clone Wars and uh <clears throat> and Rebels, I think I say you watched some of it, right? Uh yeah, they talk through. a lot about Death Watch and Bo-Katan was part of Death Watch and then these are like children of the watch and it all ties back to Clan Vizsla. It's like there's a lot of history that Dave Filoni has put into these shows about Mandalore. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of it in this show. Maybe we'll do a deep dive podcast or something when I have the time to like actually research and talk about it if it becomes relevant. But I don't know where we like broke off. And it's also funny because Bo-Katan is like, you're part of this like extremist faction. And it's like, dude, you were also in Death Watch who were also terrorists. So like, I don't really (laughs) understand. Yeah, like you left them, but like, so were you? I don't know. The whole thing is just a little weird. Yeah, nah, it's it's uh, hypocritical. Go ahead. For sure. I don't know if I love Bo-Katan, but we'll get there. Um, So... The kid doesn't even get a chance to finish saying he'll never remove his helmet because a huge, like, giant alligator thing, lizard, comes out of the water and just starts wrecking everybody. And there's a cave, literally 10 feet behind everybody. There's a cave. They came out of the cave. That's where the armor stuff is. But instead of running back into the cave until the sea monster goes back into the water, they decide to just, like, shoot it with their blasters or, like, put bombs on its back instead of trying to put them on its belly and then they shoot its skin with their I don't know what these things are called these like things that attach onto it and they just get like tossed around it's just like I'm like what are you guys doing just go in the cave like what is going on even like the big Vizsla guy just goes like flies up next to the kid and just like bops him out of the way and is like move it I'm like you're like leaving this kid for dead like you think you're saving him but you're just dropping him on the floor you all have uh jetpacks you're barely using them like do you use them to fly away like i don't know what's happening here i felt tricked and bamboozled because i felt like we were getting introduced to some like brand new character for the show and yeah. i was like oh since they didn't finish their initiation maybe they're going to take their helmet off later yeah so like, that's oh, what i thought great writing uh, I, and I was like uh never mind that's why like i thought it was off. a flashback yeah. of din because he took he didn't finish saying i was like oh yeah, maybe he never finished saying it but no here he comes in his new naboo starfighter ship whatever it's called yeah, uh, yeah. and blows I up the monster my- like another great example of where you can inject more extremism into the group. What if they're like a militia? What if they're ready mm-hmm. to go for battle? What if they're extremely coordinated in their attacks and their like ability to fight? Yeah. Because remember, that's the other part of it is that like, what is the lore of Mandalore, right? It's that they're like very good fighters, right? Yeah. They're, um, that's why they make such good hitmen and such good bounty hunters. So 
why are they bad at fighting this thing? Also, <laughs> what the hell is this thing? Where are they? Is this a cut? Like, I, I do, I do find that I think about this a lot is that often Star Wars will just be like, look, it's a mindless animal that wants yeah. to eat you. Look out. And it never feels like it really, uh, has an interesting level of stakes like you know think about like the garbage compactor from way sure. back where there's a creature in the garbage oh that creature eats garbage or or the sarlacc pet oh that's mm -hmm. like a, we're gonna throw you into the sarlacc pet it's not even just a random out of nowhere and it, this felt so like i just i don't know why my boyfriend still watches tv with me because i was just like what the hell is going on i kept saying that like every mm -hmm. two minutes like it really i i was just so snooze snooze sorry I'm sorry. I've been storyboards. playing through Jedi Fallen Order on Twitch to prepare for the new game. And I played it before, but it's just like there's a lot of parts in the story where Cal, who's the main character of the of the game, goes into like these pits and then there are these gigantic animals that you have to murder with your lightsaber. And it's like obviously it's gameplay, right? But and it's fun. But like partially sometimes I'm like, I kind of feel bad for these things. Like I'm intruding their space and now I'm just murdering them because they're oh here, existing here. And then I'm like, I feel bad for this thing too. I'm like, <laughs> why are these they brutally murdering this guy? I mean Din Djarin comes in and blows this thing up. Its guts are everywhere. And all he was doing was like coming out of the water because they were disturbing him. I just like, I'm like, do we need to just murder all these? But that's me. I'm a vegetarian. What you know what? Star <laughs> Wars needs to pull a Harry Potter and make like a Fantastic Beast type series or something for this show. Because uh, I would like to learn more about some of these. No, I mean, I'm I can't even call them animals. done this, yeah. actually. Like, I, I just feel like, like Naomi said, they just kind of throw random mm -hmm. things at this point. I'm like, what even is this? Like, they kill and then you never see it again half the right. time. So, right. You know. Yeah. I, it just is like, you're every, every, as, as we have probably, you know, we've beat this giant lizard to death. But as you said, like, each story beat should be moving us towards something. And mm -hmm. it's totally fine to have it just be like a mindless beast if the, what's the outcome is it that Jin is more accepted by them is it that they're that Jin is a rogue he's a maverick he's top gun like what does this tell us about the character and all it really tells us is he's got a new ship and you're like, yes okay. and i was Thanks. surprised because he like came back they obviously have already told him to leave but that took place in book of boba fett so i guess we needed to see this again and have this re-explained that he took his helmet off and they don't want him there but i'm like he just kind of like saved all of your asses and now you're like mm, sorry but you you gotta go like you took your helmet off i know you just saved everyone here but you took off your helmet so you're not a mandalorian anymore it's just like what is going on here and i'm like why do you keep coming back like you were already sent away why are you back here so we have the same conversation of like well you took off your helmet and with of your own free will and i just uh, it's just so it's a lot it's a lot but i guess they needed it to really establish what the plot of this season is going to be because obviously it seems like he's going to be going to the mines of mandalore uh but she he says the creed teaches us of teaches us of redemption and she's like well it's not possible because our home world is destroyed so there's literally nothing you can do and then he pulls out this thing that he got from jawas and she's like, what am I supposed to, this just proves that the planet is dead. And he's like, actually, no, it proves that it's just not poison because a traveler got it. The writing in this episode really got me. And this is a part that yeah. I was just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. 
it was just not good. Uh, I like like I said, I was on. Um, it's funny. I was on the phone with my girlfriend explaining Star Wars to her before I came <laughs> here. But like, I was able to like watch and talk at the same time because there's not a lot relevant yeah, going anything. on. They're, like that's what I'm saying. There's just not a lot of relevant stuff going on here. It's just like a lot of filler. Um, I do feel like I said there is some setup, but like there's not a lot going on here. You just kind of just I don't know. It's a it's a first episode. What are you gonna do, right? Right. Like, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Again, I say just show us your face. Like that's why <laughs> we're tuning in at this point for your face and for Grogu. Like, come on, just show us your face. Yeah, I I just I, I mean I agree with I think you guys have said it so well. And this plot device to me is also like I don't remember him finding this shit. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I don't think I we would, saw it. I would a million times rather take a ham-fisted, like, you know, it's what Game of Thrones does a lot, which I don't mind, right? Like, remember this bit of detail because you probably forgot about it in the past three episodes, but it's going to come back this episode. Go ahead. Remind me of it. I, I don't know where this thing came from. I'd love to see some Jawas. I'd love to see some Tusken Raiders come back. You know what I mean? Like, we saw them in Boba Fett a lot, and I thought they were an interesting development. Yeah, but instead, it's just part. like a, it's a, it's a, tell it's not show don't tell it's just tell and i'm frankly a little bored of it also they're like it has writing on it i was like i can't read that shit i don't know what that says <laughs> yeah i'm like okay what does I that can't mean see it. it just looks it looked like the aggro crag it looked like nothing yeah, it that did. i could see um yeah i'm i'm this now listen of course it's mandalorian it is not the worst star wars property out there and i think it's no. still at this point in time better than obi-wan's it's sort the of most popular right now it's definitely yeah, the most popular. It's definitely the most popular. Um, people, can I just say, people need to leave Pedro Pascal alone. Leave him alone. Mm, that, that I'm ma- dead. Yeah, we know he's hot. We I get it. I don't know it. if I'm going to leave him alone, Naomi. <laughs> he's hot, but like, you know, he's he needs a mental health break, I think, from everybody. He definitely needs hot. a mental health break. Everybody needs to give him, That's just give, let him breathe. Let him breathe. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say real quick to, to Naomi's comments. I, I also sidebar. I saw that he just put a uh, Mandalorian stuff in Disney World, like uh, Ben's yeah. walking around with like a mini Grogu. Oh, um, I'm sure, yeah. But uh, the what what you're calling this is something that they have a manga. It's called off screening, um, and they it, you know I'm not a fan of off screening when they just do a bunch of crap off screen and then they just expect you to just pick it up. I think they should try to do. What Star Wars or Clone Wars used to do, where it's like they'll throw you in like some random situation without like seeing stuff that happened, but they'll give you like that little lead up at the beginning yeah. where like they're like, Oh, this is what's happening, this is what you're walking into. And then I'm like, All right, you didn't show me, but you told me, so I'm good. Yeah. They, I feel like they just want us to assume that like stuff happened. And I don't I've never been a fan of that kind of pacing either. So I definitely would like to see them fix that. I would also love the guy who does the intro for Clone Wars. That's like last time on the Clone Wars. Like bring him back. He was great. Um, He's not in Bad Batch. And I actually just said that the other day when I was watching. I was like, hey, where's that guy that that used to do the intros? Yeah. Sad Um, days. I know. It is sad. Mm. I just feel like there's no... um, There's like... I like enjoying the world. I really loved... um, uh, One of the episodes where we went to like that watery world. It was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, oh, and yeah, I just with the miss, fish like, woman. And yeah, I miss the magic yeah. of it. Like, I like going, you know, we go to see Carl Weathers in a second, and I do enjoy that a lot. But, like, there's moments where the magic comes back, and I think it's certainly when the little Babu Fricks are all running around. But 
Uh, or when when Grogu's looking out into the hyperspace tunnel. But I feel like they're so few and far between for a show that is really built around like the, hey, did you know there can be tiny Yodas? And we all just lost our fucking minds. And now it doesn't feel like that anymore. Yeah. Yes. I want to talk about those, uh, the hyperspace tunnel for a second. So they leave, basically. We don't really know where they're going, where they're on their way to, but Din Djarin is sleeping in his seemingly really uncomfortable ship. I really miss the Razor Crest. That was a cool ship. And this ship is like not really doing it for me, but we'll <laughs> see. I mean, it's cool, like from a battle perspective, we saw some cool maneuvers with it later on, but just like having your ship be your home base and it's like your home it's just really small like it's just i don't know um but they're flying through hyperspace he's asleep grogu's awake in his little dome and he sees all of these force whales they're called pur purgils i think you pronounce it uh and this is the first time they've been seen in live action but we did see them in rebels and they were a pretty huge part of the story specifically the ending of rebels um I'm going to quickly spoil Rebels, so if you don't want to hear me spoil it, uh, just, like, skip ahead 60 seconds. Spoiler but, alert. Yeah, definitely spoiler alert. But at the end of Rebels, Ezra, who's the main character at this point, gets, there's, uh, it's, like, right before the Battle of, uh, I think it's the Battle, what's the Battle of Yavin? Is that the first one in Episode 4? Uh, and there's, they're on this planet, and they're, the, the Rebels are fighting with the Empire, the Empire and the main villain in rebels is thrawn a lot of people are really excited about thrawn there's a potential that he's going to come back in the ahsoka show but the the battle ends because ezra has a connection to these force whales these purgils and they come and they they absorb thrawn's ship with ezra on the ship and that's kind of like how they end the battle and then they just like go into space and you never see them again and rebels ends with ahsoka and sabine saying like okay we're gonna go find we're going to go find Ezra, basically. And that's really the last we hear of it. And then in The Mandalorian, last season, we see Ahsoka interrogating, I don't remember what planet they're on, but she was asking where Emperor Thrawn is. So that's what I'm assuming is going to be addressed in the Ahsoka live action show, which is them looking for rep for uh, for Ezra and Thrawn, which will be really exciting. Um, I know we have Sabine casted in the show. We've seen, I think Hera maybe is also casted, who is an animated character in Rebels. But this we Matt and I, my partner, freaked out when we saw these things because we were like, oh, my God, it's going to be like Thrawn and Ezra. Like, they're really I don't know. They've been around in other media, so it might not be the same whales. Apparently, they're all over the place. But I thought that was a cool uh, a cool thing that they showed us. And it felt like a little not an Easter egg because it was a pretty big deal. But I was just like, oh, is this like a nod to what we're going to see moving forward? That's a little magic part that Naomi was looking for. <laughs> I know that felt mad that I was like, oh, the magic is here right now with these with these pearls. Yeah. Also, like, I'm such a, you know, I love looking out the windows at stuff. So, like, I can relate <laughs> to Grogu and to, like, dogs and cars, you know. But, like, I, I enjoy this. You know, if you're in outer space, every, yeah, everybody acts so casual about outer space in Star Wars, yeah. right? But it's outer freaking space. So let's uh, let's enjoy it while we can. I mean, I love Grogu. And I think that, that what the Mandalorian always does very well is... Um, it reminds us that Grogu is 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 a child. Yeah, it is not just uh, he's not growing up too fast, which I appreciate. I think a a lesser like show would at all. be like a lesser show would make him like a teenage Groot and then like a you know an adult Yoda by mm -hmm. this time over three seasons. But the show's like, nah, he's still a baby. He just knows how to like bring candy to himself now, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, which is great. And he wears a little chainmail, and it's cute. Um. 
So, yeah, I thought that was cool. But the, then we, we get to Navarro and it looks completely different. And I was like, wait, this place looks totally different. And thank you, Star Wars. Din Djarin said the same thing. Doesn't even look like the same planet. I'm like, well, thank you for alluding to the fact that we're on the same planet that you showed us in the recap. Um, but Carl Weather has really cleaned up the place. Yeah. Finally, the government doing something in this, in this show. <laughs> independent, they're an independent. What do they call it? An independent trade anchor and the outer and an outer rim hyperlane port. That's how they. That's how the the robotic voice at the beginning, um, when when Din and Grogu landed there, explained it. It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. I went back like three times to make sure I wrote it right. <laughs> um, so I had to say it because it took a lot of effort for me to write it down. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's changed. The streets are paved. Everything is lively. There's bands in the street, which I felt like this gave me the magic of Star Wars a little bit. We saw those creatures that were in Jabba's palace in episode six, which is cool. They were all in the trees. I thought this was great. It seemed like it was almost like a tourist destination, kind of like this almost like thriving, independent world in the outer rim where everything is kind of like bleak and sad. This place is, it's kind of popping. So I liked it. I like how he has two robots carrying the back of his. That cape was incredible. Time, so. That was like the <laughs> coolest. Like what a flex. <laughs> I just um, love we, the the city. I think because I like that they're like, no, it's a school. The pirates show up. They're like, we want to get drunk. Yeah. And they're like, but it's a school. They're like, but we want to get drunk in it anyways. And it's like, yeah, there's no alcohol there. It's just a school. Yeah, this was like, a. We'll get there. This was another weird thing for me that I really did not like very much. But we do see a, a statue of IG-11. And I was like, oh, he's like standing on the head of stormtroopers. And I was like, that's nice that they really are crediting this droid that self-destructed. I don't know. But um, I mean, that's relevant some, for some reason. Um, but Grief Karga invites Mando into his office he's like just stay here we're thriving there's money to be made money you can make money hand over fist like we have nothing but money we don't even know what to do with it you can live a lap of luxury you can have land you and your little friend your little critter can live here and like you can hang up your blaster and just like live your life and he's just like no i took my helmet off so i have to go repent for my sins i'm just like bro live here you don't that need to like do that perfect yeah it there's not amazing. a lot of places like that yeah Star Wars. <laughs> totally independent you don't have to worry about the the uh new republic i guess like they don't really have the first order yet really but <laughs> yet <laughs> well i mean i don't know it's kind of unclear because moff gideon obviously was part of it and there were stormtroopers in the last two seasons but they kind of just like yada yada over that they're like oh yeah he's at like a war tribunal it's fine Dead. yeah i don't i don't really get it but i would have stayed Why listen not? There will be no show if they make people do um, smart things, Katie. So, of course, he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> well, the show could have been him being the marshal on Navarro. I mean, like, that almost feels like the show they wanted to make in season one anyway. That show got canceled, bro. I'm like, you know that. Yeah, that's true. People like that. trauma. That's what people watch people these do shows love for. Trauma. Okay. People love trauma. Mm. It's true. Um, Yeah, but this is really, like, the only... TLDR we got of what happened in the book of Boba Fett, which I thought was interesting, is like Grief Karga is like, well, I'm confused. I thought you like got rid of this kid, and he's like, I completed my mission, and then he returned to me, but then I took my helmet off, so I have to repent, and I'm now an apostate. So it's like, wait, that's all we're getting. That's like the only recap we're getting of what happened in the last two and a half episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Okay, 
I guess, like it. I guess that's all we need. I don't know. I mean, like I said, like the pacing in this episode is very weird. Very. Uh, the, and, and I mean, I think you spoke about a little bit too. Like, I like I don't know who's really in charge of writing this right now, but it doesn't feel the same. I think some of the comedy is a little kind of cringe at points too. Yes, the comedy is bad. Yeah, I just like I don't really. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt, but I kind of hope the whole season isn't like this. I don't really, I don't know. It just, it doesn't have me engaged right now. I guess that's the best way to put it right now. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I felt like we got a really, a lot of like really weird one-liners from, uh, Din and the Mandalorian of just being like, you can say that again. Or like, that's using yeah. your head. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, what are we doing on, here? Bro. That's using yeah. your head. Even when he's leaning up against the thing where the pirates are, when the pirates are there, he's like, is there a problem here, Magistrate? I'm like, you couldn't come up with a better line than this. Like, this is yeah. so so lame. It just feels low effort. Yeah. They lost me at this point. Yeah. But I did enjoy this, uh, this droid coming in while they were having a conversation. And the droid is like, Magistrate. And he's like, hi, Magistrate. Like, no one is giving this guy respect. But uh, he's like, you have visitors. He's like, it can wait. And he's like, no, I said it can wait. And then he's like, but there's pirates. And I'm like, oh, I guess pirates can't wait. We need to go address these pirates <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah. And as Naomi well, said, they just want to get drunk in a school. They're like low-level <laughs> grunts at that. I'm just like, these guys are not a threat whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like these like sort of low-level like you know, it's like it's the Western trope. It's like these yeah, these guys right. are no no up to no good in this town. But I'm, I'm you know, it's a little snooze for me again. And I I get it. Like yeah, we want to see them kick some people's ass, but I find it so silly that the show will be like, okay, he's gonna go kick their ass, but then he's gonna go kick their ass in outer space, and it, it, you know, it feels like the Mandalorian is OP. You know what I mean? He's just too totally. powerful. And then things become much less interesting. I think the most the most interesting fights in the Mandalorian is when Baby Yoda is involved. When Grogu has something yeah. to do and Grogu can, like, kick somebody's ass. And you're like, holy shit, he's stronger now. That's the best time. That moves the story forward, you know? Yeah. Like, no shade, this is the type of storyline you put into, like, a Boba Fett, where if you just want them to have some on-screen content, just have mm-hmm. something low stakes that doesn't matter, and then you can just put that in, like, a side series or something. But, like, for, like, episode one on season three, like, maybe season one, but, like, three, like, we're, we're still doing yeah. this? Like, come on, y'all. Like, this guy literally fought jet, like, pe- like people way stronger than these guys. Oh, no, yeah. Like, come on now. Fought with Ahsoka and all. Like, come on. Chill out about that. Yeah, it's, it was, it's weird. It, this whole thing is weird. The writing was weird. It, I didn't realize that we were supposed to know that that school was the same um, cantina from the first season where like the stormtroopers came in and they were lighting it on fire right before the Moff Gideon thing. Like I didn't realize that I was I didn't the same even know place. that until you just said that. I'm assuming because they're like, this used to be a bar and now it's a school. And they kind of showed it in some past episodes that kids were learning there and Grogu wanted to stay there. So I assume they just like souped it up and made it nicer. Um, but these pirates are just mad because they used, Grief Karga used his cut of a treasure that I guess he was supposed to be splitting with this guy's boss, which it sounds like he did to change this bar or to open the bar and now it's a school and they just want to get drunk there and they can't and now this is like the source of conflict and i was like okay so they're mad that this is a school and not a bar like is that what i'm understanding 
and that's enough to have a literal duel in the streets i i just don't really get it like no i want to get drunk here in this school this is where i'm getting drunk bring me a drink to this school what Literally and like then mandalorian is just like sitting in the back watching like leaning on a tree it's just like what are we doing exactly here? What are we this doing? This is shit that I was seeing like anime or whatever. Like that's <laughs> what like, it felt like. It didn't bother me because I've seen like a lot of like fodder just like standing around being irritable, trying to throw the whip. I'm like, Star Wars is taking this direction. Like I'm like, I mean, okay, but this isn't something I would expect from them. You know. I just have to wonder if I would have hated this scene this much if I if Andor didn't exist. Like, would I have just been like, well, this is just Star Wars TV. Andor was just so good and so well written and just so, I don't mean to like hype it up too much, but it was just like, it's like a different class of television. And now I'm just going to compare. It's like the worst thing that could have happened to these other shows that are shot in front of this volume screen because they're just kind of corny and Andor was anything but corny. So I don't know. I guess they're leaning into their like goofiness, but they really did. They really leaned in like a lot. (laughs) So Grief wins, wins this literal duel, shoots the guy's hand, tell Captain Gorian Shard that Navarro is no longer friendly to pirates. And then he tells them to leave and they look like they're about to do something, but Din just murders all of them except for the main guy. Yeah, I'm, um, well, I'll I'll say what I got to say until we get to the boss. Uh, Keep going. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for grief cargo to say like you know what i really need a marshal and he's like and thank you pedro pascal for asking the question of like what happened to cara dune what did happen to cara dune you ask great question she's canceled she got canceled she's a transphobe awful awful she's making movies with ben shapiro she got fired she's a monster she's an absolute monster she got fired she was supposed to have her own show with her character is just done yeah yeah she's done well they said that she got she got recruited by the new republic so she's gone she's just gone written off the that's funny i i do like that i don't know what her real like she's a bad guy so bye Yes, that's so funny. Gina, Gina Carano. Carano. Yeah, wow, she's funny. making movies you, with Ben Shapiro now. If you want to know, what I she's forgot up to, so. that this character existed. Listen, once all the shit went down, I went erase. I went Same. don't care, never cared. And I, when he said where's so and so, I was like, I don't remember who that is. <laughs> it was just like such a, maybe I'm not paying enough attention, but I don't remember who the fuck he was talking about. I was surprised I they even addressed it. it. I was like, well, I'm shocked they're even talking about this character because yeah. you're right. I would have forgotten that she was even a thing. I forgot she was even in the last series. Glances says they should have said she was recruited by the first order. They really should have. I mean, she basically is in real life recruited by our first order. Ben Shapiro would definitely oh, uh... be. <laughs> mess mess but i like that they called it out like oh yeah no she's gone uh and then they kind of like i said they yada yada over over moff gideon because mando's like whatever happened to that guy that was the big bad of two seasons and he's like oh he was he's in a war tribunal he was just like sent off i'm like what this That's is it? disney's ways of just kind of like writing off characters that they don't intend on bringing back anywhere i'm just being honest yeah um i mean look most shows would just ignore them and just like pretend they never existed so like i at least appreciate that right like at least tried yeah half the time they just like pretend that they never happened then they just like never reference them again or anything so i mean it's something like i don't blame them for these actors being (laughs) dumb making dumb decisions okay yeah i know is it like a is it a thing for um oh my god what is his name um who played moff gideon it's slipping 
from me. Uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito? Yes, thank you. Uh, maybe he has a conflict. I think he's on that Netflix show that came out that you can watch in an order. Like he's, yeah, he's booked and he's booked and busy for sure. He's not, he's you know, he's, he's an amazing actor. I, I have to wonder if we're going to see him again. Like, uh, who knows? But it just seems weird to just be like, oh, he got captured and they just put him in a war tribunal. So no worries. Right. But I really need a marshal. And Mando, again, is like, listen, I can't. I have stuff to do. I took my helmet off and I have to go find these poisoned mines. Like, how many times do I have to tell you? But I need this dead droid to help me do it for some unexplained reason. So let's take <laughs> down this statue. What? I need a droid I can trust. Okay. I need Taika Waititi right now, damn it. These ratings are going in the toilet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Taika Waititi mm. did play that droid, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I forgot about that. Directed that episode, that. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I, this is a plot device where you're just like... And, and then you think about it, and you're like, I guess it's kind of shoehorning in the Babu Fricks of the world. Which, you know what? Fine, I'll take it. Listen, but if we're taking anything uh, from the sequels, I'm thrilled that it's a family of Babu Fricks <laughs> or like a crew of Babu Fricks. Like, give me all the Babu Fricks. That's all I care about. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> like, there's nothing I to say know. with the story. The storyline is so really isn't because, because, isn't. Oh, the even the exchange. I mean, the Carl Weathers stuff is so funny when like Carl Weathers is like translating for him, like even though he understands. But when he's like, I can't fix it. And he's like, you can't fix it. He's like, no, he's broken. Yeah, this. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Like, it's just even that it was so corny. Like they're speaking English, but then the like the 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 plot device, which is that no, we can't fix it at all. We can't fix it at all. Oh, if you get that device, I guess we can fix it. And you're like, right. Well, I guess that's I don't... the next quest that we're going on. Yeah, I also I don't really love um, I don't love the storylines of like I need this droid to be the same original droid like again it's that idea of like death it's like if they marvel down the line were like oh look black widows but you know it's what the shit they're doing with gamora where they're like gamora is not as nice as she used to be and you're like all right jesus christ all right whatever man like it just doesn't hit i for me personally of the idea that we care about this droid. I don't care about this droid. Maybe you guys do. I don't care about this droid. I cared about him when he existed. I cared about the guy that like got murdered by the two stormtroopers more, though, whose name I'm forgetting. That poor guy who just wanted to retire in season one. That was sad. <laughs> IP. But, yeah, but you know, this droid, is, this droid is gone. And, like, we're supposed to suffer losses in a show. There are supposed to be emotional deaths in shows and in media so we feel lost and instead they're like yeah we'll reboot him just to connect some wires around that man was burnt to a crisp burnt to a crisp yeah i mean i will say i did think it was kind of funny slash creepy when he just had like a droid spine hanging out of his bottom hat like he had no legs and it was just like parts hanging and he was just crawling being like I have to kill whenever. And I'm just like, oh my God, this. And he can't, Mandalorian couldn't even shoot him and kill him. Like, I'm, and the other droid just like pushed over a statue of Carl Weathers and crushed his head. And Din Djarin said, that's using your head. And I'm like, this is so, <laughs> so stupid. This is so stupid. Yeah, uh, but I thought that was funny that he was like dragging himself on the ground. At least that was kind of. Din Djarin just punts Grogu like a little, like tosses him like a football. Yeah. Crazy. That would have been a perfect perfect use of Grogu, like, stopping him with the Force or something. Why didn't we do that? Listen, this is... Uh, there's, this has a lot of bad decisions, Katie. I'm just being honest. It's yeah, uh, yeah. kind of hard. It's just I'm a lot confused. of bad decisions. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I enjoyed Babu Frick number one and number two and number three and number four. The best part of the episode by far was Grogu hugging one of the Babu Frick people. They were called, I wrote them down, Anzellans, but I'm just going to call them the Babu Fricks. Um, and uh, they were like, bad baby, bad baby. That made me laugh. I was like, okay, that <laughs> see, that's the kind of cheesy Star Wars like I'm fine with because that was funny. Um, yeah, can you can you do a... a- I can do kind of a Bob, but doing a Bobu Frick impression is my favorite pastime. I've never tried it, like, officially. So I can do it. I was like, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That's all I got. That's all it, was good. it was I good. I did. Can, can you say this? bad baby in that same voice? Bad baby. Uh, oh, yeah, good. that's great. Like, ready. <laughs> I just love him. And he's so good. Yeah, and he's great. That, but... So I was um I was home one night playing Lego Star Wars and I was trying to unlock Babu Frick and my boyfriend was like, "Are you gonna come out tonight?" Like it was like two a.m. and I was like, "I will go out and party, but first I need to unlock Babu Frick." <laughs> like, Priorities. please give, give me my time. Mm-hmm. Priorities. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was happy to see them. Uh, Bad Baby made me laugh. The hugging of him made me like, no squeeze, no squeeze. That was funny. Um. But they leave. They're going to find the part. That's it. That's pretty much the story. Uh, Grief Karga's like, all right, well, we'll see you when we see you. See you soon. Maybe. Have safe travels, but you're not going to find that part. And Dindron's like, I'm finding that part. I need whatever. Uh, Who cares? Um, But on the ship, Dindron is showing Grogu, like, you know, it's not only fighting is being a Mandalorian, but you have to be able to navigate where you're going. I do like that. Yeah. And then he was, like, showing him how to use the ship, which I'm sure later on we're going to see Grogu like have to save him and fly the ship or something, you know, we're going to see something. Um, and, uh, lo and behold, we have pirates. The pirates left. Din said, are you sure you want to let him go? Carl Weathers was like, yeah, he's just going to let everyone know. Like we're not to be fucked with, but guess what? They're fucking with Din Djarin now. Cause he murdered all their friends. But I thought this was kind of a fun chase battle scene. I like that. Uh, the ship, that's one thing about the ship. I missed the razor crest, but this was cool that he could hide, behind like the mm-hmm. the asteroids or whatever those were meteors whatever um this was this was fun that last was- ending move when he like you know propulses past the the ship i thought was great yeah i this felt very star wars to me just even just like seeing the pilots and they were all different like different types of aliens and being like oh i don't have eyes on the mandalorian not yet i, I don't know it kind of made me laugh. this was like very classic star wars to me i liked it so are you guys familiar with DC uh, characters? Eh, All right. So, well, there's this character named Swamp Thing, right? I thought the boss looked just like him. I had oh, a I know Swamp Thing. Tell me, yeah, though, just you didn't like look him. I mean, like Swamp him. Thing looks like a cooler version of this. Like, it looked like he was wearing like Christmas tree tinsel. Yeah, he looked. He made out of vines and stuff. I, I felt like I was watching like a deranged episode of The Muppets for a little bit. Yeah, like, uh... I could see that. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a lot going on there. But I, I mean, that was probably my favorite part of the episode, personally. Yeah. Um, because, I don't know. I, I like it when they do space stuff in space. That, that's yeah. my my second favorite part outside the world building with Star Wars. And I I was like, at least they're giving me this. You know, like the, the chase scenes and all that. And the lasers and all that. And then I love it when he, they, he thinks they got him. Like, I got all my guns on you. Yeah. And then, you know. He's out. Uh, like that. That's my favorite part. I don't think it's gonna 
be a major playback at any point. But I'm sure they'll come back at some point. Some point and, in, at yeah. the wrong time, you know. Yeah. Oh, to foil the plan. Katie, yeah. you want to know a fun Game of Thrones fact? I would love to. The guy he's playing, um, uh, where did that go? The name Gorian Shard. Yeah, the I was like, that voice sounds very familiar. Chief, whatever. He played the um, the uh, Zaro Zohan Daxos. The like, I think it was in it was in Karth, but like basically the really tall oh, guy who was like yeah, the yeah. king that they trapped yeah. in the the guy they trailer. trapped in the. It's season yeah, two. The, if you haven't watched season um, two, Game of Thrones, then come on. The uh, the the vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy oh. who pretended to be rich. He's great oh, on Game fun. of Thrones. Yeah, he was good on Game of Thrones. That's yeah, really that cool. was that was a throwback. Oh, interesting. That's fun. Good for him. Good, good for, for him. him. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really feeling this costume design. He just looked like he was covered in seaweed. <laughs> it was a little weird, but I liked that he was like, "Oh, surrender your ship and spare your life." And then Din is like, "Never trust a pirate." And then he goes books it into hyperspace and this guy Gorian Charger is just like Ugh! like he was so annoyed and I'm like dude come on like this he just like let out such an annoyed like Ugh! and I was like yeah I mean I guess that sucks I mean I don't know you got bested by this guy twice it's kind of funny you guys are bad at your job yeah like you guys just are clearly not good at this but yeah this was a fun part the two the two space parts were probably the best parts of this episode this part and the earlier part with the um the force whales um but mm. we land on kalava which is a planet in the mandalorian system that seems to be extremely empty other than one droid and bo-katan just sitting in full armor on a throne by herself doing nothing waiting for something it was just like we a totally empty castle yeah and I, I was under the impression that Mandalore was like destroyed, but I guess it's only some of the planets on Mandalore because it is a system. Like it's a big. There's a bunch of planets on Mandalore, but like, I'm confused. I thought Mandalore was poisoned and ravaged and whatever, but I guess just not this part. I don't know. I mean, she he called her out too, saying that that she said one thing and it ended up being a different, which yeah. is a, so. I mean. Um, obviously not telling the full truth. Uh, also, she was kind of just annoying me in this part. I was just like, all right, like, you're not even going to get up or change your demeanor. Like, she just did not give a damn. I'm sorry. I was just like, okay, let's move on to the next scene. Like, please. Yeah, not even a little bit. She, I literally wrote, she does not care in my notes. That's what I wrote. Like, she's just like, whatever. I mean, she's obviously bummed. She didn't get the Darksaber. That's all she wanted. She wanted to lead these people and take Mandalore back. And then he got the Darksaber. He was going to give it to her. She has to win it. That's the lore of the, you have to get it the right way. There. And now all of her people left because they don't believe that she's the leader. And she says something, uh, the children of the watch and all the factions that came before fractioned, fraction, yeah, fractioned and fractured and shattered our people. And I'm like, again, you were part of like the original group that fractured your people and they were called Death Watch. And you're also hoping to get people back that follow a sword made of light. Like this is your people are doing the same thing that his people are doing. They just like, for some reason, have a really big hang up about the helmet and your people have a really big hang up about the Darksaber. It's kind of the same thing. Like you're being a little bit of a mm. hypocrite here, Bo-Katan. It's a great point. Also, because I think that what I what I'm kind of frustrated by in these Star Wars is like there are very clear credence 
credos that people have in this show, right? They, yeah. Their belief system, they're very strict. And yet often I find that when we find out details about their beliefs, I'm kind of like, this is crazy or this makes no sense in yeah. a world where, you know, you could go to outer space and have a giant gunship, you know? Like, yeah. I, I get it in, in some ways, but also like, at least the Jedi is like, yeah, these are very powerful human beings, very powerful beings that have this special ability but just whole like i get the dark saber is important and it felt very important last season but now for her to be like well i don't have it so nobody likes me anymore yeah. nobody of my followers has stuck around and she's just sulking in a castle like she's some like british royalty i was like what the hell is going on here yeah she was just lounging in this really uncomfortable looking chair just like bummed out i don't know I guess we'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, he pretty much is just like, I'm, well, I'm going and I'm going to prove you wrong. And she's like, okay, fine. Go ahead. I don't care. Like, do whatever you want. I really don't care. And he's like, okay, I will. And she's like, okay, bye. I mean, that's basically the whole conversation. It's just like, she blames like your cult gave up on Mandalore long before the purge. Where were you then? And I was like, well, he was like, a, he was a kid. So, I mean, like, I don't know what your point is here. I, he didn't really have much to do with that. It's just, she seems a little salty. So we'll see where she goes. I mean, there's a lot of history here with her there's a lot of history with the dark saber that's actually kind of cool like darth maul had it and he ruled mandalore for a while like that was a really cool storyline um, i'll do some i'll do some deep diving and just you know we can do some mandalore history at some point because it is it the storylines all together are cool um but this is it this episode didn't really hit for me this is where the no. episode ends this is this is it her being petty and then his like dry uh delivery was just like it was just taking my energy i'm not gonna lie i was just like all right yeah i don't <laughs> remember him being so corny in the last couple of seasons like he always came yeah. up like pretty cool and he well, he's usually just, doing like, some action type stuff you yeah. know like he's usually fighting people so you don't really pay attention to all that yeah um yeah, yeah. i don't know I don't know. When he said, like, that's using your head, I was like, oh, God, what's going on here? What are we doing? Um, so hopefully we don't get any more lines like that. I don't know. This is a rough one. Overall, though, I mean, what do you guys think? I'm I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm going to watch the season. I mean, it's only eight episodes. They're like a half an hour each. It's not really that much of a time commitment. But I'm here to see where the story goes. I want to see more about Grogu and what he learned with Luke. There's some rumbling out there that he was with Luke for two years but I think that interview with Dave Filoni and John Favreau was taken out of context I think what they were saying is that it's been two years since the last episode of the Mandalorian not since he was like since he was taken by Luke in our time mm -hmm. not in Mandalorian time so let's take that with a grain of salt but I'm just curious to see what happens will we get Ahsoka again are we gonna see Boba Fett again I don't know is he gonna put together a crew to go to Mandalore with him that could be fun like who knows? I don't usually you you leave the first episode kind of having a, like some idea of what the season's going to be about, right? Mm -hmm. The line the so right now the plot lines I'm looking at it's either something with the robot, yeah. uh, obviously him trying to get his respect back from his his old group, and I think we're going to get. I, f I really feel like the main pull in this season, which is why this was a, a lackluster first episode, I feel like they're going to use this opportunity to really explain why they have to keep the helmets on and yeah. their culture and why they move the way. They I feel like this is going to be that type of season, which is just like a lot of exposition. So I don't really expect 
um, some big bad guy that you know he has to go stop. I mean, we'll have that at some point just to get yeah. like a certain item or something. But I feel like this is might be the most like lukewarm season out of all of them. That I feel like we're just going to get a lot of lore, and I'm okay with that as long as the payoff is huge uh, mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the day. But um, you know, if I had to rate the first episode like six and a half or seven out of ten, it was just you know it's just there, uh, six and a half yeah. for sure. Yeah, I would go six, six or six and a half. I don't think I would yeah. bump it up to a seven. I think I think you're right. I think like the main like bad guy in quotes, if you're listening and not watching, is Mandalore and like the lore of Mandalore and trying to like tackle, you know, the planet. And I'm sure something with the Darksaber is going to come. I'm sure there's going to be conflict with Bo-Katan. Like I think it's just going to be enriching that story rather than introducing something else um which is fine i think it can be interesting like i said there's a lot of interesting stuff to with mandalore that is there to dig into and dave filoni seems to really love all the mandalore stuff like he he's the Mm. one that birthed all those storylines in the animated show so there's a lot there there's a lot of um there's a lot of history there that he can pull from so we'll see i i'm hopeful i don't want to come off like a total hater i just wasn't um (laughs) super i wasn't wowed by this episode that's for sure and i wish i was a little more wowed since we haven't had the show in two years yeah i think that the other part of this is like uh we just got off of andor and andor to me is like yeah. must watch need to see need to see as soon as possible and this to me is like if the plot is not simply going to be need to see if like you know if things are going to happen that are very casual and are just like oh yeah grogu but babu frick isn't that great and he blew up some pirates you're like, okay, uh, I think I can wait. Yeah, like, it doesn't have the intensity, the yeah. desire to watch it as soon as possible, which is what I'm looking for in shows uh, like Star Wars, where I need to know what the next part of the story is. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the, I think we've been kind of like, you know, conditioned as consumers of some of these shows that we need like must-see tv every week like if you're watching the last of us the last of us is a must-see tv show every week at least in my opinion i know a lot of people feel the same way like house of the dragon was must-see you have to watch every week game of thrones when that was out you had to watch it you couldn't just like let it sit there and build up and then just binge it and we don't really have a lot of shows that are like yeah this is just a fun show and set in the star wars universe and i think this could have been that if they set it up that way in the first season and we all would have been fine with that but they made it something a little deeper and then it's like sometimes they lean into this like overall bigger story and then other times it's just like really episodic and self-contained so it kind of just like messes with you a little bit and Andor I think was one of those like you know must watch week by week even in that in that chase scene in the in space like I was wishing that we saw Luthen's ship again you know like that was so cool like, <laughs> that was a, a better version of what we saw here because the tension was higher like it just was it was really good and this is fun and it's fun to watch and it's set in a fun world and it's hijinxy and cute and fun but it's not like you know it's not like one of those deeper things that you have to consume right away like i'm watching the bad batch right now and i watched the first season i watched it each week this season i just let it build up and i you know i watched a bunch of episodes at once and there are some episodes and some storylines that are really good and there's a lot that's just filler nonsense and like you can just sit on your phone and watch them but i don't want that out of a show like this I want to be excited to watch it every week. I don't want it to be like, a, I'll just multitask on my phone while I watch this show. If they use the episodes that they used in Boba Fett for this, 
I feel like like him going back to the ship and bringing the spirit like that would have been like perfect episode one content. Yes, but that's leading me to believe that if they put out in Boba Fett and use all those episodes for Boba Fett, there's got to be a bigger payoff in this season that they yeah. could not fit that content in this season you know what i'm saying there has to be yeah. a reason why they left a lot of that stuff that because i think that actually would have been a perfect episode one for this season you know so there has to be a reason why they're leaving a lot of that stuff on boba fett and putting it here now granted worst case scenario they pull what they did in boba fett and they make like half the season about something else I would, ahsoka, I would, like the ahsoka I would show hate that yeah i, I would, would be very annoyed about that um because I mean, you can even say that one episode in season, uh, what was it, season two with Ahsoka? That Ahsoka kind of hijacked the show for a little bit. To be she honest, did. yeah, so. she did. I mean, we saw yeah. a whole scene of her like interrogating someone about Thrawn yeah. stuff that he wasn't even in, and Grogu wasn't even in. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree with you. Actually, I think the at the first episode that we saw, man, and I don't know if it's just like the shock value of when you're watching Book of Boba Fett and you expect to see that storyline continue, and then you see Din Djarin walking in and murdering a bunch of people. I think it was like in a meat packing plant or something. It was just like mm -hmm. really exciting. And then you're just like, oh my God, like this is so exciting. He's here and he's not with Grogu. Like what's going to happen? We already know he has Grogu back. Like it's just like, so you're right. I hope that we, I hope they put that somewhere else because there's just a lot more to cover here. And in their press, I will say they've talked a lot. They've teased a lot of like surprises in the season and you know, things like, so I think there's more to come. Okay. We'll any final thoughts? Any closing, closing feelings? That's Any how you last your head. impressions of Babu Frick. You want to share? Isaiah, can you do one? Um, no. I feel like Isaiah's <laughs> too cool for impressions. Yeah, I think he is. Meanwhile, I'll, I'll, I'll just do an RTD two. Okay. And I got you next episode. All right, next time. Yeah. <laughs> Any Next, last I, for me? If, if a silent podcast hits a thousand Twitter followers, I'll do a r2d2 scream every episode we're over. aren't we we're over close. no we're, we're close i know we're at like 900 something oh all right we're like wow. 961 we're close oh we're so close yeah, we're get close. us there and then what are you promising me um i will i will do a world's longest r2d2 scream i don't know <laughs> who needs more than that's that? what everybody, everybody that's click the, that's follow what everybody wants to hear right now. you know yeah <laughs> well with that we can go ahead and close out and we can start talking a little more about Twitter. Naomi, where can everybody find you on the internet these days? What are you up oh, to? Oh my God. You can follow me at Naomi Calhoun. Isn't that nice? Um, I just removed a lot of people oh. from Instagram. But if you want to oh. follow me on Instagram, you can because I think you're great. At N-A-Y underscore O-H underscore M-I. It's a lot of, you know, people I went to high school with who don't give a yeah, F about anymore. Um, and I just want to plug. Oh my God couple things uh survivor new york the live reality game that i co-produced with my wonderful friend chris the episodes have been so much fun um not only the episodes have been fun but we've got amazing recap podcasts with absolutely lovely guests including isaiah and many other silent podcasters we have exit interviews with myself chris and the eliminated players and on top of all of that i'm going to be on the taskmaster australia podcast coming to you very soon and on top of that oh my god can you believe it Joshua and I are back for a season of The Genius, season one. Nice. We're talking to some incredible guests. We have a massive amount of guests lined up for seasons two, three, four. So you are going to want to tune in when those get released. So keep your ear holes open and your eyes wide. Very nice. Isaiah, where can the people find you? 
You can find me at all socials on Eight Ball Bangers, literally on everything. Um, you can find me here. I'm talking about Star Wars with these two lovely ladies. Um, you're going to see me with Sabrina on the Truth Booth Podcast, talking about Are You the One here on Time Podcast every week. We had a fun episode to talk about this week, so uh, check look out for that. Um, every week, you can find me on Mondays through Tuesdays talking about Big Brother reviews. I'm almost done with that. Uh, next week, I'm talking about Big Brother 5, so look out for that. I got like three Big Brother Canada podcast coming out next week, including a really big interview on Monday. So uh, if you're into more Big Brother stuff, look out for that. And if you're looking for even more Big Brother stuff, uh, I'm starting to do editing videos, and I made a Big Brother Legends cast, and it's edited. So I'm going to do a lot more discussion videos. But uh, that and plenty more that I'm probably forgetting. But uh, yeah, check us out. And I'm going to watch Survivor New York after this. So yeah, definitely check that episode out too. So. New episode out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What a, two very busy people that oh. I have the privilege of podcasting with. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find <laughs> me at Real Some Katie on Twitter if you would like to. Um, I also not deleted people from my Instagram, but I got rid of my whole Instagram feed because it was all old and I haven't posted. I'm I'm rebranding. Not really. There's Whoa. just nothing on there right now. I deleted so many old pictures from like 2009 that I was like, I don't or whatever. 2011. No, I did. Yeah. I archived them. Yeah. They're still there, but they're not. The they're not out in the public anymore. And. Yeah. Uh, it was liberating, I have to say. But if you follow me there, if you want to, there's nothing to see right now. Who knows? Maybe there'll be things in the future, but that's also at Real Sim Katie. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Real Sim Katie uh, with an underscore at the end. Like I said earlier, if you want to talk Star Wars, I'm playing through Jedi Fallen Order, playing a couple other games there, but having a really fun time as usual. We talk reality TV there a lot too, so drop a follow. Um, you can find me with Isaiah starting to talk about Big Brother Canada next week. I'm really excited about it. Even though we don't have feeds, we'll have something to talk about. We will be talking about it. Whatever it is they're giving us, we're going to be talking about it. So check us out there. Um, we'll be back, like Isaiah said, for like three podcasts next week. The coverage is going to come in hot, so I'm excited. Um, we just released uh, Javier, Isaiah, and I yesterday our surprise traders reunion recap um which was a lot of fun to talk about kind of a mess to watch but it was fun to talk about (laughs) so check that out on signed the traders um and you guys probably know me also from the cool water show and uh tj hates quitters we are on a short hiatus right now carrie is very busy she's She's like getting her PhD. She's like being a doctor. She has more important things to do than podcasts. So we're taking a tiny break. We'll be back. Um, but maybe you'll see some other people pop in and chat about those shows if we can find people that are interested. So that's where I am. And you can find us on Silent Podcast all over the place. You can give us a follow on Twitch and YouTube uh, at Silent Podcast on both. If you just search Silent Podcast, we'll come up. Um, you can also find Isaiah's edited videos there on YouTube, so check it out. You can follow us also on Twitter if you want to keep up with everything that's going on at Silent underscore Podcasts. And please feel free to follow us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on I use Pocket Casts. We're on there. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. So check us out there. Subscribe. Leave us a rating. Please leave us five stars if there's anything you feel like is five star worthy. It helps us out. It helps us get discovered. And it would be great if you could do that for us. Um, other than that, I think that's all from us this week. We'll be back next week to talk more uh, Mandalorian season three. I'm happy to be here. I love talking Star Wars with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. No, I have fun too. Yeah. I'm we'll so excited. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, bye, you guys. Thank you.